Welcome everyone. Pull up a chair. It is lunchtime in Rome. Welcome back to another episode of Lunchtime in Rome. This is Eric, and I'm sitting here once again at our tiny table <laughs> this week with Brian and Jay. Hey, everybody. Ooh, I think Did we, I screw up? I think so. I think this might be the first time. We'll have to go back no. and listen to the tape. Oh, we'll have to go a little Let's review. Listen to the tape. That might be a five-minute major. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh. Where you can score as many goals as you want, and a certain team did that a lot last night. But, anyways, I apologize so much if I if I screwed up our listeners. Well, let's but, be so honest. I did say, what was funny though? I did say Brian and Jay, and Jay was like, "Hey, yeah, like, like hey. He's lying. I, was, I was like, you didn't say anything, so I'm going to talk." <laughs> and you didn't introduce Cody, but whatever, it's not my dog. Uh, well, I'm here. Hi, I'm Brian, and Cody is back in the studio with us today. Hi, Cody. Hi, Cody. Uh, but yes, lunchtime in Rome is the name of the podcast, and we have lunchtime in rome.com where you can sign up for our email list and check us out on facebook and twitter you know the drill like and share Um, they may not know the drill oh man so there's this thing called facebook (laughs) um it's a way for people to get your uh statistics your bio your shopping habits yes in exchange for your own envy of other people's lifestyles Mm -hmm. you nailed it that's That's a really good way to describe that (laughs) That's right. I want to introduce a new segment. Let's do it. It's called Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hey, Josh. Josh is our man. Dude, Josh is the man. Not our man. The man. He is the man. We're going to start doing this at random times, like three in the morning. (laughs) And Josh is like, hey, guys. Within a a minute. (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, guys. I love it. We love Josh. Yes. I spoke about Josh in my sermon on Sunday. I don't know if he picked up on that fact. Oh. Oh. Is that who it was? A guy. And then I looked at him with that knowing look. Mm. He thought I was coming on to you. him. It's <laughs> like it got awkward. That's good. Um, but how are you guys this week? What's new? Man, um, I'm good. Um, I'm getting ready to go to Miami on Ooh, another work trip. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Um, I will be leaving on Sunday, coming back on Wednesday. So um, going down there for another work trip. Gonna try to hit the beach while I'm there. I'm about 20 minutes from uh, Miami Beach. <laughs> so uh, have wait, you ever been wait, to Miami wait. Beach? When uh, are you gonna be there? Uh, Sunday through Wednesday. My nephew. No way. Will be there the exact same time. Oh. Which nephew? Michael. Okay. Plushkowski. Yeah. I'll say yeah. Hi and uh, it's. I wish I could tell the story, but he's. I think I've told it before that his boss is boss. So he works uh, for a law firm in Pittsburgh. But they're headquartered, of course, in New York City. And his boss's boss is there. And his boss's boss, I won't say that any more times. Boss's By the way, boss. tonight, if you're playing the drinking game, room, drinking game, boss, boss the word is boss. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> he loves him. He calls him Mike P. Hey, Mike P. Calls him all the time. Yeah. And Mike will get off the phone and be like, I just spent an hour talking to him. Uh-huh. And his boss will say, I've called him five times, and he hasn't returned my call once. <laughs> yeah. So long story short, Mike's going down there. He has to set up the booth, represent the law firm. Oh, a trade show client, or something. Biggest client mm. like they have who could look at him and just be like, you're out. Yeah. You're fired. 
And he's going down because his boss's boss doesn't want to do it. Yeah. And so he called him and he's like, Mike, when are you going to be down there? Tell you what, I'm going to come down early Thursday, well, Sunday night. What are you doing Sunday night? And Mike's like, I don't know. You know, I'm thinking dinner, dinner and drinks. We're going to go get dinner. We're going to go. Might be too late for dinner. We're just going to go get drinks. Drinks on <laughs> South Beach. You and me, Mike P. That's wow. what we're he hangs up. And he goes, I think I just got asked out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> so you could hook up. Yeah, I won't be doing that on Sunday night because uh, I'll be getting in about eight o'clock and plenty of time. They're long days. They're long days plenty on site, and it's not fun That's to be uh, you know going out too late and trying to do that the next morning. Well, the, the out too late is fun. The out too late's fun, but the you know the future Brian when when you're uh, you know in the present doesn't like you doesn't like the present Brian. <laughs> Future Brian's not Future a good... Brian knows present Brian. He's a bit <laughs> yeah. of an idiot. <laughs> He'll yeah. cut him some slack. It's all 20. Hindsight's 2020. 20, so I'm doing that. Um, I actually, the food, I want to talk about the food I'm, I ate well, this week. jumping right into the food. Can I interrupt you for just one second? Yeah, everybody apologize. else has been all night. So right. it's, it's all good. Oh, <laughs> boy. Um, but... If you're on Facebook right now, we are going to be talking about neighbors. So if you've had an experience with a neighbor. It could be good experience. It could be good. It could be bad. Um, you could have been the good you, neighbor. Or you could have been the bad neighbor. No. No, not our listeners. And physical neighbors or like hypothetical everybody's like my love neighbor. Like your neighbor. No, literally physical. Physical. It's okay. a, that's, a, that's a unique relationship. You could potentially have been running after an ice cream sandwich and fallen down and been embarrassed in the situation that you were in and your neighbors saw you. That could be one thing. It could. Be. Are you talking about me? I'm not talking about you, but okay. I feel like you're like you're look, looking at me. And somebody like, that may wait, or may not be listening. Somebody that may or may not be listening. That may have happened to them. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I'm not blowing up spots here. All right, all right. So yeah, and also welcome Matt and welcome my brother Dave. Welcome, gentlemen. What's going on? Good to see you guys on the feed. So Brian, so you're talking about neighbors, right? I was, but that's I don't want to, all you wanted to say. That's oh, all I wanted to say to get that out because there. if people gotcha. are listening and watching and they want to comment about their neighbors and we can gotcha. comment on that when we get to that segment. Absolutely. Put your neighbor comments in our Facebook feed Boom. or um, I don't know if you're not on Facebook, then sorry. Don't call. I'm probably not yeah. going to pick up during the podcast. And if you miss what Facebook, Facebook is about, Jay already talked about that. So sorry. Go okay. Right. So I, we didn't uh, get a chance to go to Jay's for the chicken on Tuesday night. True story. So, uh, I know. Can you believe he canceled? I made my Jerk. own. Oh, boy. And it and was pretty darn good. Yeah. Look at you. It wasn't Jay's. I, wow. I, I actually texted him a picture of it and said, um, you know, basically like it's a dim reflection of the, the higher glory of heaven. Uh, um, yes. You know, yes. taking the Bible scripture out of context but uh about chicken yes about chicken <laughs> but overall i was pretty happy with it i i i grilled it and then took it off the grill and then put it in the oven and and, and baked it for a little bit so it got kept juicy and then cut it up and uh different rub what spices yeah the, uh what are you asking me yes. what spices um some some uh like cayenne pepper some sure. uh Black pepper. Now I feel I'm a little intimidated now. Why? <laughs> well, because well, we you're a chicken. The, the standard. And you're like, okay, what? Okay. Well, I'm saying okay. I kept so like, I'm like, yeah. Added some of that. I could have, and that's that's what I'm saying. But you know what? I'm also secured enough to know that it's my own creation. Did you enjoy I'm your to, chicken? I thoroughly enjoyed it, and so did everybody else in my family. Um, uh -huh. Black pepper, garlic, onion. Um, you know, rub. I have. Well, I have a, oh, you did cayenne. Cayenne. Your yeah, family ate well, it. You had cayenne on. Yeah, Abby was a little, little hot for her. She needs to toughen up. Would you, but would you, what do you put in yours? That's a lot. Yeah. I use, <clears throat> use cumin, salt, you pepper. You do use cumin. Obviously. Okay, all right. Uh, a little oregano, 
So it's like mm. minor amounts of those or lesser amounts, I should say. No, yeah. salt and pepper, garlic are all like maybe a, if I'm making my rub, I'll do like a tablespoon of each. Probably half to two-thirds of a tablespoon of cumin, half to two-thirds of onion powder, half to two-thirds of oregano. But then I'll add two different kinds of chili powder. I'll do ancho mm. and I'll do a guajillo, which is really earthy. Um, I'll do so there's two chili powders and then I'll do a paprika as well. And then a brown paprika. sugar. Brown sugar. I think that's it. So and then how do you get it so tender? Like, do you take it off the grill and put it in the oven? Because I see you on, on Tuesday nights no. pulling so it you're out. You're getting little... reheated chicken on Tuesday nights, mind you. Okay. Which so is that, another amazing thing. That's about why it. you're right. pulling it out of the Maybe that that's why oven. it's better. Right. I cook it to temperature. And if I make a mistake, like I'll I'll check with a thermometer just in case it's getting a little too you know, crisp on the outside. Right. I'll make sure like, okay, is it done on the inside? And if it's not, then I'll put it in the oven to finish it, which is only a couple minutes. Um, then it cools off. I cut it. You don't want to cut it when it's hot mm-hmm. because then you'll lose all the juices. Mm. So I let it cool off. Then I cut into the strips and this is all because we used to get wings and Buffalo wild wings, not a sponsor, never will be. And no. I don't go there anymore because we used to get wings on Tuesday nights. They're owned by Arby's now. 50 mm. cent wing night. And then they just got rid of it. Yeah. And they say, oh, but we have we have a special on boneless wings on Thursdays. And I look each employee <laughs> in the like face and I go, it's not a wing. <laughs> it's at best a nugget. It's more like popcorn chicken. Yes. Yeah. Anyhow, so we make strips of chicken thighs so it's edible like a wing. Yes. So yeah. then I cut it. And then I reheat it. Yep. And then you, you put out a couple different kinds of, of sauce from... Super hot to... No, from Buffalo Wild Oh, from Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right. Uh, anyways. Yeah, so that was my thing. I made chicken. Uh, I've, I've very much enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to Miami. That's that's about my story. Wow. Oh, and I planted sunflowers with Abby tonight, this afternoon. Wow. She In wanted, your backyard? Yep. She wanted to do sunflowers, and so I cut off work a little bit early, and we went out and had a really, really good time. I mean, that girl's a hard worker, and... What did you plant? Like by the pool or just so around the backyard? The pool, and then there's that little slope yeah. that comes down. We planted it like right there, like where it used to be all overgrown and everything. Yeah. Um, I cleared that out. And oh, that's fun. We turned up the earth, and, and I showed her how to like kind of till the earth, and, and she was like, this is like... Girl. We had just had a great time. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's like when you so. want to have a child, you're like, one day we'll plant sunflower seeds, and I will tell her how the earth works and things grow, and <laughs> it actually happened. It actually happened, and meanwhile, like... I don't know if this is a great parenting move. I was like, at least one of my kids likes to be out here, like saying that to Abby and Alexis. Wait, you didn't say it out loud, though. I did say it out loud. And Abby was like, (laughs) not like Ethan playing Fortnite inside. I was like, yeah, baby. And that's nothing wrong with that. It's just two different people. She's like, yeah, I know. So So you had that moment. Great time. Whereas Rachel had a great moment for Easter because, you know, our kids are older. And what do you put in their baskets? So she bought them each pop. But the Easter bunny, by mistake, bought Joe Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, and that's not Joe's wah, wah. cup of tea, if you will. He likes mountain, like regular Mountain Dew. Oh, he's straight up Mountain Dew. So, of course, the Easter Bunny after church went and bought him some regular Mountain Dew. Make it but up. his new thing is seeing how hard he can slam it off the ground. The smaller <laughs> bottles of Diet Mountain Dew <laughs> before they explode. So, in the house or outside? Outside. He's okay. not a okay. complete moron. Right. So we're outside after volleyball practice today. <clears throat> Bella's Bella runs up to the car. She goes, I'm so glad you got here. She has her batons in her hands. Uh-huh. She goes, I'm so glad you got here. She was almost going to make me practice. <laughs> <laughs> so we're hanging out, whatever. Joe goes and gets a diet Mountain Dew. And I said, Joe, I said, don't do the slam it thing. 
I said, because it's going to splurry all over us. And he's like, oh, I'll move all the way back here. I said, Joe, you got to go at least in the street. So Joe goes to the end of the sidewalk. So Joe slams the Diet Mountain Dew. So it explodes. So it explodes all over me. Uh, oh. Very sick. I gave him the death stare. And uh-huh. it's, it's, I feel bad because it crushes him when I give him the death stare. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, very similar experiences with our children today. Very. You got what people want. Yeah. I got what's more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you want to say something. But I, I, before I forget, John Fisher, our buddy in Atlanta, has a question for you. Big fan of John. About me. I haven't heard from John in a while. I know. I know. John needs to. Uh, Send stuff. us an email. I buddy. just hope he's well. Yeah. John's well. John's doing pretty well. Um, but here's a question. Let's get back to that because right. it, it involves you and me. Um, Eric, what what are you doing this week? What did you eat this week? What are your highs? Um, highlights? Man, actually, my favorite thing that I ate this week, I had tonight for dinner, um, which is awesome. Amy made these um, chicken burgers Okay. Um, with like fresh ground chicken, and she just seasoned them really good, put some, some onion in there. And I grill, I, well, I didn't grill them, but I cooked them in our cast iron skillet. I use that thing the most, I think, out of all of our pans. Cast iron's awesome. It's the best. It's great. And, um, and man, they just came out really, really well. And I also, if I can make a recommendation. You can. And wait till it goes on sale. We have this, it's a Javelin Pro temperature thermometer. Meat oh, thermometer. Right. Infrared. All right. It's not infrared. Oh. It's, no, it's. <laughs> It's super, uh, wah, wah. no, it's this super simple. You just insert it into the meat and it's like oh. instant temperature, yeah, yeah. nice big readout. It has a nice, you know, skewer, whatever you call it. You know, the, it's just so nice and simple. How washable. It, it's, you could just take a Clorox wipe and just like wipe Gosh. it off. So how's it different than a to. digital thermometer or just is it digital? It's digital. Ah, okay. But it's not like. You know, I wanted something very simple, but you, you like you can get a wireless thing and like put it in and have an app that reads the you know the temperature on your phone. I'm like, no, I just want to stick it in, give me the temperature. And it's not just for meat; you can use it for like baking and like all kinds of stuff. Sure. And it's fantastic. And what's great is like I got the burgers like right to the 165, perfect all the way through, cooked all the way through. <laughs> what? It's a little, little little hot for a burger. Well, it's chicken. Oh, chicken. I right. I chicken burger. So I want to... <laughs> yeah, you want to get that to 165. Yeah, right. I'm talking about a regular burger. I'm like, yeah, it sounds delicious. Um, and, see, and I was intimidated. I was like, is that the wrong temperature? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if you like botulism, Jay. yeah, that's Jay the fine. meat man. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it, it cooked all the way through and yet like nice and tender and, and really, really good. It was, it was a great burger. It was so good. Yeah. Um, and then Easter was great. We had um, oh, our yeah, parents Easter. over. I know, right? Like, I feel like Easter was like a month ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's funny because we're all Easter worshipers. Oh, Go that's on. right. Um, but it was it was great. We had both of our parents over, and Maggie has like six Easter baskets now, and it, it was fantastic. It was Maggie's first Easter, and we took her to church. We had a great worship. I mean, I just I felt like worship was awesome on, on Sunday, just up there playing the drums and Brian singing. I just felt like it was, it was awesome. And, and in the um, words of Chris, he said the same thing. He said, I feel like I worship my butt off today. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I'm, all right. <laughs> Classic Chris. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just a great, great Easter. I thought you were going to talk about not what you ate, but what somebody else ate. There's a lot of other people that you sent me a video. Of. Oh, well, Maggie is eating some solids 
But we do have a running joke. If you've never seen Dana Carvey stand up on Netflix, he ends it with his a bit that he does with his family, and he Hmm. imitates um, Al Pacino as Scarface eating Thanksgiving dinner, and he goes. Through this whole sweet potato bit, and I and I made fun of it, or not made fun of it, but imitated it with Maggie eating sweet potatoes, and I sent mm-hmm. it to to Jay and Joe. Yeah, but I figured, you're, I mean, you are burying the lead. The video of her eating those sweet potatoes. She gets excited just like is dad. The cutest thing. <laughs> she get, like every muscle is like. Because ah, ah, ah. you have to understand, I'm not like you know. I, I mean, that's what babies do. They eat. I get it. Like I'm yeah. not normally like you know. Oh, it's the cutest baby in the world and all that stuff. It was. It brought a tear to my eye. Oh, it wow. was just so beautiful to see yeah. her, just so excited and growing, and now taking in food. Yeah. And so that to me was a big highlight. It, it was awesome. It, it was, and we've been feeding her for a little while, but that's the first time I like shared a video of it, and I just thought it was funny. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. <laughs> so I cracked open the smoker uh, this past week, even though I used it a couple times in the winter, but <clears throat> I did ribs last week, and then for Sunday I did a leg of lamb. And that's what I took to to Easter Sunday dinner. I feel like we've already asked this. Do you do mint jelly with the lamb? Uh, no. Oh, praise God. No, because I am a normal human my, being. My family did that growing up, and I'm like, I don't get this. It's disgusting. Well, mint goes with lamb. I don't add it. We did it. I loved it. But I even had to crack. This Love is it. the thing, though. I've got some people in my family who can't have garlic. Because really? there's a lot. Oh, that's that unfortunate. That is sad. And if you're doing a leg of lamb, the key is you dig yeah. that knife deep and you bury cloves of garlic down there. Did not know that. Oh, you do. I've never made leg of lamb, though. Anyhow, so I smoked it and I used the sumac, uh, which is a, an interesting spice in that it has a... Uh, the poison kind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it gives you a, a sense of almost like a sour bit of a... Hmm. But which you don't need any liquid. You know, like a lot of people are looking for that kind of a tang, if you will. But it has that in its own spice. It's huh. kind of citrusy. But anyhow... Um, Finished it on the grill. It was good. But then my my ribs are always good, but they're not great. And I was, you know, I look them up. I go back and forth. And everybody recommends, not everybody, but a three, two, one method. So you smoke them for three hours. Then you wrap them and baste them for two hours. Wrap them in what? Foil. Foil. And you want to give it a little spray of like a mix of apple cider or apple juice and apple cider vinegar. You want to spray them every hour and then spray it inside the foil so it kind of bastes hmm. and then for the last hour you put your sauce on it and smoke the sauce into it but to me it was just way too fall off the bony which i think is a cooking term like you want <laughs> if you watch good barbecue shows you want a little tug so i made another batch today although i don't mind when it just falls off the bone i understand <laughs> but i made another batch today and i went with a two one one so i did two hours straight smoke all right one hour wrapped Actually, it's almost like 45 minutes unwrapped. And I really like the texture. Had a good tug to it. Well, I'm. you've blessed uh, Brian and I with- I did. I brought some over. With a couple. And that has no sauce on it. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, it does. I can't wait to eat it tomorrow at work. Tomorrow smell work. up the world. Oh, man. Everybody's going to be like, ooh, what you got for lunch? <laughs> They're like, oh, two ribs? <laughs> oh, no. There'll be people- that would be jealous of it. Oh, sure. Oh, you mean like the, the, the amount of it? Two. Yeah. They're like, oh, you got well, a big you know, stack of jelly gave you two ribs? Jay doesn't love you. Yeah, but they're delicious. <laughs> hey, by the way, if you're sitting here going, why are these guys just BSing? Right. Why are you guys just talking? This is almost like a happy hour in Rome, not a lunchtime in Rome. Uh, for the first 20 to 25 minutes, we model 
Romans 12, 15, which is rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That's a, a verse in the Bible is what they call it. Um, and then so we talk about Christian a topic. Podcast? Uh, it has Christian tones to it. Mm. Define it as you will. It's up to you. Yes, Jay. Um, but as wow, it is. trifecta right there. <laughs> um, Inside. So if you ever, that's sort of where we go. And then we do, we talk about a topic for the next 25 minutes and then we finish. But I want to share a quick story about my life. I walk, I'm on my way to church this morning. I say walk. I was going to say walk into. And Jan, Jan, Jan. Jan, Jan, Jan. Jan. Uh, my uh, administrator, director of office personnel and operations, texts me and says, are you almost at church? And I'm thinking, okay, it's one of two things. She needs me to pick up a prescription for her. Or there's somebody there and it's really awkward and she needs me to get there as soon as possible. Like the mailman's asking to use the bathroom again, but she's used to that now. He'll knock on the door to use the bathroom. So I call her and play, oh, you need me to pick something up. She's like, no, no, no. As long as you're almost here. And I said, well, why? What? And she's like, no, 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 it's just better. And I can tell she doesn't want to say. So I pull up and your mom's there and I'm like, oh boy. And I'm like, how's Sally making her feel This is weird, (laughs) but there's another car there. And so I think it's Heidi, but then I'm like, no, because it's not, it's the wrong car. So I walk inside and your mom's just counting the money. Mm -hmm. You know, the old one for the church, one for Sally, you know, she does. But um, there's this other woman there. And she said, Jay, I want you to meet Jenny. And they're in the sanctuary. And it's a normal 30, 35-year-old looking woman. She big handshake. and Just holding a knife. She was probably wondering what I'm doing here. And I said, well, sure. And I'm like, okay, here's somebody who wants to rent the church, whatever else, which she does want to rent the church. Right. Uh, for Lionsgate Films. Oh. That she is they, a site coordinator. Yeah. Did they need a really awkward building with all kinds of... <laughs> they are doing the Ballad of Richard Jewell. Which Richard Jewell is the guy that was originally thought to be the bomber of the Atlanta Olympics, yeah. but it turned out to not be him. And there's a scene in that movie where he goes to church with his mother and they're just praying that God would reveal the truth of this situation to everybody and would deliver. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. It hasn't been made yet. Yeah. Though rumored to be uh, directed by Clint Eastwood and they needed a simple church hmm. with ready for it wood paneling hmm. we, we got some of that in the front she showed jan the picture and they're like it's the same church wow. wow so how ironic if they end up using our church for that movie because of the wood paneling and they pay us enough but we, we can remove all of it because <laughs> we've been talking about that for a long time now <laughs> that would be awesome here's that's a great story do we get to meet clint eastwood that's all i wanted potentially <laughs> probably not and here's the best part i told joe the story in front jan, of jan jan needs to make it happen in front of todd <laughs> And I told Joe the whole story and Clint Eastwood and Todd goes, and now's where Joe says, who's Clint Eastwood? But Joe did know. Bella did not. Oh, man. But it's a good story. And they said, you know, we'll pay you. I don't know how much. It won't be a ton. But like, I know they rented a local farm and paid him six grand for a few days. Whatever else. Yeah. Bunch of extras. And Mm -hmm. and of course, I told Scott Gracie the story. And he goes, they're going to get us air conditioning for the fellowship hall downstairs. (laughs) Like, this is one. He's like, forget the paneling. Air conditioning. Certain people could come to know Christ. Fine. (laughs) But could we get air conditioning in fellowship hall? (laughs) But I have buried the lead. Here's the best part of that story. All right. And not the fact that I've said uh, the only uh, condition is that I get to be the pastor giving the sermon in that scene. Oh, snap. She doesn't know that yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who is this woman? What is her name? Her name's Jenny. That's that's everybody's name. Jenny, whatever. No big deal. What's her last name? Many Penny. No. Jenny Penny. Jenny Many Penny. Jenny Many Penny. Oh. 
That's amazing. And she enjoys, is, she's is like, it a, is it a yeah, gimmick? It is. is it a movie gimmick? Like, you gotta you own know? it. She if, told the whole story. She Jenny, ate the lineage. Jenny. I'm like, what did your husband's family do? You know, what what business were they so in? Not, oh, it's the many pennies. Not money penny. <laughs> many penny. Many penny. Many penny. Jenny money penny would be interesting. Right. Jenny many pennies. <laughs> and Benny? her husband's name, I believe, is Carlo. Benny? Carlo many but penny. Carlo's brother's name is Benjamin. Benny? Had she married Benjamin, it would have been Benny and Jenny many penny. <laughs> Benny and Jenny many penny. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Remember Jay, Le- Jay Leno used to do those those uh, interesting um, wedding names. I, I would have been so. we, we we thought about it because um, we were going to be the Hecklehurst because Alexis is Heckle and well, the Hecklehurst. The Hecklehurst. Wow, I may have to start using that. But wouldn't you love to live next door to the Many Pennies? I would. Got to go back to my buddy John. <laughs> oh man. I and I we had been talking about all this meat. Perfect, yeah, I know the you perfect did. Perfect transition. You did. And I left John Fisher yeah, behind. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to fight for John in this segment here. Uh, John wants to know what type of meat, if he wants to go get the steak that makes everybody jealous, do you buy prime rib? Do you buy no. whatever? What do you What do you do? Uh, how do you How do you get the I perfect cut? Go ahead. Mine's Delmonico. You're going to spend some money, but the marbleization of like the fat and meat. That's what you like. Like that yeah, that's is the like way to the go. perfect ratio. Delmonico. My question is what's the difference between a Delmonico and a ribeye? I think just like the cut of the shape because like the, the marbleization is pretty similar. Similar. Yeah. I would say if you really wanted to be a baller, you go bone in ribeye. Bone you go in ribeye. Cowboy ribeye. They sell them at Sam's, yeah. but they're a little ridiculous and it's choice, not prime. Prime is like what the does top, that mean? Prime is like the, the the best. I could be wrong, but I want to say the top five percent of of meat based on marbling and everything else. Now, foodies yeah. will tell you it's a bunch of hogwash. Mm, okay, uh, you know you can get a great piece of choice. It's like Prime Choice Select and uh, cat food. Yeah, I was trying to think of something funny. Prison I, meat. I, I opened. I looked in the drawer for funny, and it was empty. Mm-mm. But anyhow. So I would say if you want to be impressive and have people just be like prime Delmonico or prime prime uh, ribeye, no bone in ribeye, bone in ribeye, or otherwise known as cowboy ribeye. Okay, or you can't go wrong with Delmonico. Hold on, Delmonico. Delmonico. The thing I like about Delmonico is it's kind of hard to screw up. Yeah, um, because if you cook it like a little slower. You know, it's you get the you get the the nice sear on the outside, mm-hmm. but like the the center doesn't really get like dry out. I feel like a, like on a thinner steak. Yeah, the Maillard effect. You know, yes, can, you know, what can, you know, it can be easy to screw up though. Relationships with your neighbors. Oh, that's <laughs> easy to screw up. Or, or wait, wait, wait. Let me <laughs> before you say that. Before we have a really good transition, I want to back out of it. Hey, like I said, I need to fight for my buddy John. Transition. So John will be down for some steaks. Man, if he's cooking steaks, I want to be his neighbor right now. You know what? That is a great way to influence a neighborhood. If you want to just go ahead. Oh, man. Fire up that grill. Fire up that grill. We talked about that last week. You never smell your own grill. Oh, man. Yeah. You should smell smell your neighbor's. Kind of like B.O. Yeah. Not really, though, because it's better. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't smell your own. That's true. Oh, I do. And I enjoy it sometimes. I got it. it. (laughs) Your own brand. Yep. Summer's summer's here. That's the smell I get during summer. So neighbors, that's a very unique relationship. You're kind of, you're sharing a space, but like you're in your own space at the same time, right? Like you're on the same street, Mm. same, you know, or across the street or whatever. See each other all the time. 
Same neighborhood. In a good neighborhood. There's an expectation. Like, don't be that guy. Don't yeah. be that neighbor. Yeah. Don't be that neighbor. And if you don't know who that is, it might be you. Yes. Ah, uh, that's the age old joke. Yeah. Um, but I've had some bad neighbors. And, uh, and just, I, I wanna, I've had some really good neighbors. I want to intro the segment just a little bit better. You know, we've been talking about different yeah. people in our lives. We mm-hmm. started with talking about bad bosses. Yeah. You know, and then we talk about the the fight that you always have with your spouse and how do we fix that? How do you love your spouse in the best way possible so that you don't have the recurring fight over and over again? Last week we talked about in-laws and or parents slash grandparents and why are they the way they are? How can we love them? How can we survive awkward family situations? And that's why we're moving this week uh, to neighbors once again, because, you know, regardless if you are a devout follower of Jesus Christ or you are not, you want to be a good neighbor. Yeah. You want to be somebody that loves people. Yeah. You know, and so there's ways to do that. But there's also times where you just don't want to end up on cops. Right. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of cops lately. You oh, know, man. And there's nine times out of ten, there was a way out before the police got there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's been times in my neighborhood yeah. where I'm like, oh, I made one of those decisions that kept the cops from not showing up. Yeah. And that's what we want to help people with today. But Eric, I interrupted you. Your your story with neighbors? No, I, I mean I have a couple of stories. Some are like really bad, and some are great. Um, we had when we were living in Plum, um, we lived in a, a townhouse community um, or a row home. You know, kind of whatever wherever you're from. Townhouse you community it. sounds so much better than row home. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was kind of both. Yeah, um, <laughs> but there was these. There was these people that lived across the street that rented one of the the townhouses. We we renters. We uh, yeah renters. Um, we owned ours, and I remember one night. Um, and man, I have to know. I'm thinking I have two stories, but the the first one's pretty serious. Um, the one night I hear a lot of commotion. There's a lot of yelling, and um, I look outside and there's these two guys and. They're, they're yelling at each other, and it seems like they're fighting over a woman that lives there, and I don't know if one's in the relationship with them and one's, you know, outside of the relationship, you know, whatever. And, the um, old love triangle. Right. And he, the one guy, like, runs around to the side of the house, and the other guy, like, grabs a wrench out of the back of his pickup oh. truck, and he runs to the side of the house, and I hear, like, this thud, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh it's on. So I called the cops. Yeah, you did. And um, the guy, like, he leaves. You know, he after whatever he did, he leaves. And the guy that you picked know, gets up the wrench. Yeah, he like takes off. The sweet little old lady that lived next door, like, she's like cracking open her, <laughs> her, her like storm storm door, like looking outside. No, what'd you say? Now the, I have three stories. The hoarder. The hoarder. <laughs> no, no the, the sweet little old lady who's not, uh, not the lady of the night. No, and she's just looking out, and I'm like, go Birkenstock. Yeah, like, you know. Um, and I I didn't hear anything else about that, but the cops did show up, and you know they did their thing and got a report and whatnot. Um, and they 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 had kids, and like the kids would throw rocks on the roof, and like. <sighs> You know, just their house was run down, and they were that mm-hmm. neighbor, and it was just hard to. It was just hard to watch because, like, you could just tell, like, there was so much hurt going on in that family. And what kind of pains me looking back on it is, I didn't really do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
what what's also kind of a, a we we really only had a relationship with one of our neighbors like the, our immediate neighbor um next to us it was a wonderful woman and she ended up moving right before we moved and um and she was a great neighbor but like we didn't really get get to know neighbors we would introduce ourselves and try to but like everybody kind of kept to themselves and everybody right. was kind of which quiet. is sort of america now yeah mm-hmm. and it's kind of a bummer right mm-hmm. and um i mean you but, don't want them just stopping in right right <laughs> you don't want them to pop over when don't, when you're when you're screen like <laughs> yeah um but my our neighbor that was connected to us she was a hoarder and man they emptied 400 yard dumpsters from those are the big dumpsters like not yeah. like your those are the big ones that take a big truck to come out and she was full of hurt she had lost her husband and that's kind of when everything you know right you know started piling up um, it's crazy how hurt manifests into our, our lives, huh? Yeah. But you're not talking like a 5,000 square foot home. You're talking like a 1,300. It's a townhouse, right. Like the, like the, it's a row house, let's be honest. Right. <laughs> we had, oh. there was, there's a garage and like a utility room on the first floor and they were on dumpster two. Just of, on that? Just on wow. that. They were just it's making amazing. their way up to the next level. Wow. So like, you know, and we actually did love them a lot. They, um, her and her son lived there and- he was a, a volunteer firefighter and we used to go to Ironically fish fries enough. and whatnot. Right. Um, and they, but they were great people and we had, we had a good relationship with them. Um, but she passed away and her family was cleaning out the house and wow, that was, you were getting rats else. and bugs in, in your house because of her or, yes. or rodents or yeah. pests or whatever. Yeah. They were starting to make their that. way children, over. We could <laughs> children, right. like, what's this kid doing? <laughs> right. here? New, um, new life forms. But yeah, like super sad, but also lovely people, you know, they were great. Um, But Brian, I think it's important what you just said. You know, it's amazing how hurt manifests itself, which you can go back to listen to earlier podcasts. We talk about that a lot. Um, You either beat a guy with a wrench or you start saving all your stuff and let it pile up. (laughs) (laughs) Two ways. But, but I mean, like you said, like they were lovely people. And like, I think when you watch TV shows like hoarders, which I'm yeah. not saying my wife watches, but my wife watches yeah. all the time. Um, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, they're crazy. You know, well, the the way they deal with hurts is just different. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. destructive, you sure. know. And like you said, they're just lovely. And it goes back to what we've been talking about a lot lately is you don't know their story. Right. Right. You just don't know their story. And here's lovely people. Yeah. That they're not. I mean, they don't wake up every day and go. Man, am I happy about this? Yeah, <laughs> this is what I dreamed of. Yeah, Living, yeah. And a lot know. of times, in fact, they'd wake up and go, "Why am I doing this? What is wrong with me?" I'm going to clean up today. Yeah, later. And then tomorrow, they feel more guilt because they haven't. The next day, they feel more guilt because they haven't. Right. And then it, keeps it becomes looping. It adds another hurt. Right. And yet, here's Eric, who still every day goes, "Hey, yep. oh yeah," and and gives them acceptance. Yep. You know, gives yeah. them acknowledgement and lets them know that they matter. But <laughs> I just remember one night, and they, they were night owls. Her, her, and her son. They're probably not sleeping on. A well, pile and of he garbage. he was physically disabled, and you know there was some stuff. So there. why not just fill your house full of crap? <laughs> right, up steps. You know, right, yeah. yeah. Um, but but there was one night, and they would get home at like two o'clock in the morning. They'd go like see a late night movie and um, whatnot, and. <laughs> Different, came, differently able. They the came home one night and our windows were open because it was springtime and it was nice and cool and we had the windows open and the hoarding had also entered their car 
Okay. So, like, they open the door and you hear tink, 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 <laughs> And there's all these, like, pop cans that fell oh, out of the man. car. And then there's um, the son who's, you know, physically disabled, like, Dude. trying to pick up these pop cans and, like, picking them up, dropping them, tink, tink. Uh, and it's like tink, 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 tink. It's and almost I, like they're doing it on purpose. And I'm like, what is that noise? Yeah. And I look outside and I look down and I'm like, ugh. And that was, like, I was really frustrated. And I just looked down and I just. <laughs> close the window <laughs> i should go help him i'm ding, ding, not ding. going nah, to go yeah, help I'm, not, I don't, I'm not that good of a neighbor yeah. <laughs> let's be so honest the, the little noises i think that's a, a common problem people have with neighbors my man ryan mcguire was saying how he just got a new motorcycle and he's oh that. he's everybody's favorite neighbor now <laughs> he's that guy <laughs> um but we had a neighbor across the street uh where Devin and tess live now uh they're the the good ones yeah. Directly the one the that called you at 4 a.m. to help you bury his dog, uh, to ask me to help him. Oh, you got to tell that. You got to tell that story. All right, but I'll get to that. That's a glorious story. But it's funny, actually. No, it's the next door up. The they're not listening. Gypsies. Um, <laughs> that uh, the people that lived there before <laughs> them, the guy had the single most souped up. Shelby Charger 5,000 horsepower car. And I mean, Trey would just be like, you know, Brian's home. <laughs> and, and Brian would still be on Frankstown. <laughs> and you would just hear. <laughs> and he would drive slow up. I mean, it was one of those things where I'm not a car guy. Yeah. But I would stand in front of his car and he would start it. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what a man sounds like right there. That's, that's, and even Devin now, uh, who lived, you know, the good neighbor across yeah. the street, the one. Uh, who want me to tell the story about uh, when he leaves. It's so funny because he'll go five miles an hour down the street. He's got a nice, I think it's a Dodge, but it, I mean, with all due respect, it ain't Brian's Dodge. I mean, right. that thing, but then you hear like uh, Devin up on, uh, you know, you can hear him going up on Frankstown, open it up. And yeah. he's like, <laughs> but on either side of him, we have Harleys. Yeah. And what the best part that Rachel loves is <laughs> when our neighbor to the left, not to the right, uh, we'll call him Gerald. Okay. Uh, when in the winter, he'll just start it up and rev it in the garage. That's the best. For like an hour. Nice. Yes. But he'll do it. I mean, he waits till like six in the morning. Yeah. You know, to do on the weekends. On the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, and then, you know, Michael's family up there on the other side of Devon. I wanted to start with that story is they were the, those neighbors. Back in the day that I, I affectionately call them the gypsies because back in the day, people came and people went. Yeah. Like it, you never knew who lived there. I mean, yeah. there were a couple constants because they were always yelling. And so you're like, oh, yeah, they're yelling again. Yeah. They live here. Yeah. But there was all these other people and there's all the cars in the parking lot. And the, remember how many cars would be in our street? Yeah. We counted once it was 19 oh my cars in the street gosh. from that house alone. Wow. And they'd work so some on kind of ordinance or something against that. Sure there is whatever. And so that was the thing. We had the opportunity to call to, but you know, the police would be like, cause they would occasionally police got called to our neighborhood for things. And they'd say, just give us a call. We'll tag them. We'll do this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like they're not really bothering me. They learned uh, that look, this is my space. That would bother me. I'd be that guy. <laughs> you know, you want me to be that guy? I could be that guy. <laughs> Please let me be that guy. We're talking about loud noises, and Paul, our buddy Paul Mercier, just said, loud noises are the worst, to which his wife replied, <laughs> said the deaf guy. <laughs> and if, if, well, I only wish he turned and said, you know, your noises are the worst, and then they go into a big fight. I don't want that to happen. But anyhow, 
there were a lot of problems. You know, they're loud. They would be loud at two in the morning and three in the morning. And we just kind of, they were renting to own. And I sort of knew the guy that owned the house. And, and I'm like, bro, they're not good for the neighborhood. And he's like, look, they never miss a payment. I'm like, they're Great. good for me. That's, That's good for you, bro. I don't know what to tell you. And I mean, they've been there now maybe seven, eight years. Yeah. And, you know, okay, maybe, maybe, well, I don't even want to go into that story, but what's cool is now they're part of the neighborhood and right. And we know each other better. Yeah. And we, we know the, the primary family members, you know, there's still some mm-hmm. others. One of them, I was pulling up to Pendle shopping center and she was pulling out and I saw her not looking. So I just turned in and she yelled, use your effing turn signal. And I'm like, nah, she doesn't know it's me. <laughs> so then I pulled up later and she's still working her way up the stairs. And I said to Will, the guy, Will, that's always out. And he works up at Valvoline. And I said, hey, Will, I said, why don't you tell your sister, cousin, whatever. <laughs> I said, my bad for not using the turn signal, but she doesn't need to drop the F-bomb. And he's like, oh, I'll talk to her about it. You know, <laughs> but they're not great neighbors. And like, and yeah. like, I've seen Will work on Devin's car. And he's even worked on Gerald's bike, which Gerald has rubbed everybody in the, neighbor the wrong, in the neighborhood the wrong way. You know, he did end up, we having to call the police one time on him yeah. and it was a terrible situation. And my, my, uh, ladder was used in a SWAT incident, which is a claim to fame for me. That yeah. was pretty big. <laughs> he, he we're, we're not supposed to speak with him anymore, apparently, because, uh, we called the police and I said, that's kind of awkward now. And they right. said, just tell them the police don't want you to talk to him. But after a year, I did speak with him the other day. Hmm. He asked me if a package had been delivered to his house. And I was like, what are we talking again? <laughs> and I said, nope. I said, but I'll let you know if it is. And he goes, thanks. So, you know, after a year, there is healing. Right. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, I think 18 months. Right. Now, Rachel still wants to kill him because he does his leaf blower at six in the morning on Saturdays in the winter. Um, so there is that neighbor. So and that's the worst case scenario. You just have to tolerate. Yeah. You stay out of their way. You can't love them. You can't. There's nowhere you but you, you can avoid making it worse. Yeah. Then you've got the neighbor that we've had to wait out. And that's, you know, Will and Michael and, and all of them. And now they're a great asset in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a funny thing that you love them long enough. You wave to them. Poor Michael every time, you know, hi. He says hi to you guys when you come over on Tuesday nights. Yeah. And it's just, he's, he's just a good kid that's, he's there because he doesn't get along with his mom in another part of town. And so they can keep him in line here and he works his rear end off. And so, I, you know, I, it was funny. I told him one day, he asked me what I did and I said I was a pastor and they were really shocked, which isn't good <laughs> because they're like, really, you're a pastor. Um, so not to keep talking, but you want to hear the, the dog story. Oh, I love this story. This you is a great story. stories until I can. I just I feel like I've been talking a lot. I Neighbors, mean, yeah, I kind of got a neighbor dilemma because I got this guy across the street. Oh, they're going to go the greatest never neighbor ever. Well, no, we got Keystone, who's the best. Oh um, man, if you need your life saved, Keystone. Keystone's the best. He will literally jump in rivers. I think walk on water um, always to smooth. save you. But now there's this neighbor across the street. We'll call him Larry. Uh, that's it. Yeah, sure. We'll call him Larry. His name's Larry. That's great. Go on. It is. He's one of these guys where like you, if something happened and the news was like, you know, did you ever suspect? And you always hear the people on the news like, I never thought. Nah, we think about Larry. Yeah. We think Larry might be, 
honest to goodness, maybe some sex trafficking in the past. I've, I've looked into it. Like I've, I've kept vigilant about it. Um, but the dilemma is I want to kind of, you know, show Larry the love of Jesus. Right. But not when you're looking at my wife, like, you know, she's a piece of meat and you want to do bad things to her. And I don't, I don't want you around my kids. And so like, there's always this like, man, I I really want to get to know Larry, but I don't because I I also have an obligation to protect my family. And I do think Larry's into some shady stuff. Um, He's a single guy, lives alone, you know, has lived alone the entire time I've lived there for 18 years. You know, and, and it's just, it's just like, there's been very, very obviously weird things. Yeah. Um, neighbor to the left of him though, is he ended up stabbing his wife and, and, uh, killing himself. So like, I would have thought Larry would have done, that was the, yep. The people that, you know, right. I would have thought something like that would have happened to Larry. And in fact, I was out one day, oh, literally right across the street from you next to him, bro. I didn't even know Yeah, yeah. I, th- that happened right next to Larry. And I was out driving around doing my job, I don't know, eight years ago or whatever it was. And Alexis sends me a picture of the coroner pulling up and she's like, I think, I think he's going to Larry's house. I think some things are going down. And then I ended up being in the, the, the next neighbor door, next to him. And it's a hor- that was a horrific story. Terrible story. Just kid involved Yo, and terrible, but murder, suicide and, and this kid. So it is crazy how you have to live in these, in the, in this neighborhood, you have to live with these people and you know, how, how, so I, I, you know, I think for me, the talking point is I have this neighbor. What's, what do I do? I want to, I want to be kind to him. I want to be neighborly, but at the same time, I I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to hurt my family. No, and I'm absolutely with you. We have, you know, you do the, I almost said Craigslist. That's pretty much the same thing. Megan's list. Um, Right. (laughs) We looked it up and I found a classmate of mine from really elementary school. I don't remember him so much in high school and he's on there. And then we looked and we're like, what's his address? We're like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's two streets over. And I said to Rachel, you know what? Maybe I should go over. Maybe I should just go over, reintroduce myself and just be the one person that's going to love him. Mm -hmm. And Rachel goes, no, you're not. I was like, well, that was a good idea. <laughs> that was fast. Do we want to pray about this at all? I don't think we do. So in a similar vein, yeah. you know, the one thing that keeps coming to mind for me is, you know, to, to acknowledge him, to, to let him know that he matters. You know, if, if nothing else, you're just giving him that wave every time. Yep. Hey, Larry. Yep. Hey, Larry. That's what I do. You know, that's as far that as it is, goes. That's big though, yeah. because I think everybody else knows him as crazy Larry. And so they stay away or ignore him, you know, and it, the other thing might be, you know, if he's at his house and he's out in the yard, mm-hmm. you know, and you and literally you pray about it for a minute and you're like, I think I'll go over, you know, mm-hmm. you just go over for a minute and just say and ask him, a, a, you know, to build the relationship that way on his property. Yeah. You know, and, and to make sure that yours is still OK mm-hmm. is, is is the next step that, you, that, you know, Alexis would have to be comfortable with. Um, but well, just, she will not be going there to do that. That would be no, me. No, no, I mean, yeah. if she doesn't want you to go on his yeah, property, yeah, I gotcha. then you're not doing that. Right. Uh, certainly she's not. I get right. that. You know, maybe send Abby over. You don't know. She's a sweet girl. Yeah, might well, melt melt no, his heart. No harm there. Um, but that's the only thing you can do for now. And, right. and to, but to continue to do that, I think is, is still big because most people don't do that. People don't do that for nice neighbors. Yeah. Let alone that neighbor. Right. Um, my philosophy, I want to first give props to my next door neighbor, John, who is the quintessential, you know, retired guy, greatest guy in the world, watches over calls, make sure, you know, if there's a car out front, you know, and we're not home, is everything okay? Yeah. And, 
waters the flowers when you're on vacation, lets me borrow his tools. And I want to say, oh, I haven't a good broken one of his tools in probably five to seven years. I've broken no less than four of his tools <laughs> from a pry freaking bar to an ax to a pick. I have broken so many. These of are like his the tools. unbreakable tools. That's right. That's who I am. That's a pry bar. I bet it to about 25 or 30 degrees. Wow. Um, He's like, I'm not even mad. That's incredible. Yeah. Every time. (laughs) Jay, I got another one of them. I got another one. It's fine. (laughs) I'm giving you the junk one, Jay. (laughs) Why do you think it's breaking, Jay? (laughs) He has one wall of Jay's tools and one wall of his. But he was there when we moved in (laughs) 20 years ago. And he sort of, you know, modeled that neighborly thing. Because I grew Mm -hmm. up on a dead end street. Somebody, Darlene Parolo mentioned, you know, we had great neighbors. They were our neighbors. And uh, ours was the house where people would just play, and the, she had kids. Yeah. And Mike and Darla, nope, Deanna, Mike and Deanna. Yep. Uh, when we were gone one day, came down and put a chair in front of our uh, living room window and just went inside to play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were like eight and four or something like that. <laughs> but we came home and we're like, somebody broke into our house. Somebody very short broke into our house. <laughs> it's probably Mike's idea, if I if, so, if I know. <laughs> so right. So whatever we didn't know how to be neighbors we had a dead end street so john really modeled that for us so one day we're i'm loving devin you know we have these neighbors on either side that are causing different problems in different ways well across the street is devin and tess who are 22 23 years old they were engaged at the time they're the ones who are supposed to be causing the problems there should be loud parties it should be screaming and fighting and all this stuff and they're great they're like a middle-aged couple at 22 or 23 you know when they first moved in and so on behalf of the gospel and behalf of being a good neighbor, I've just loved them and anything you need. And I'm now the guy I loan him my tools. Oh, snap. Cause he didn't know anything about doing lawn work and he doesn't have like the big extension pruner and all that kind of stuff. So do you borrow them off your one neighbor who always bought and it? And then I take them <laughs> yeah. right over. Yeah. John's like, I've been borrowing a lot of my tools lately. So one Charge day, $5 each time. Um, and, I, and again, I don't say to people, hey, I'm a pastor. You should come to my church. You know, I just don't do that. I let you figure it out. If you want to come, that's great. Yeah. And I actually, they got married. They were getting married in Cancun. But because it was a destination, they had to get married here first legally. They didn't know yeah. that. So I married them at the church. And as a gift, I gave them my pre-marriage teaching after they were married. Yeah. So we really got to know each other and learning everything else. So I have to drive to Bucks County last summer. How far is Bucks County? Good point. Uh, it's about six. Six hours? Five and a half. Six yeah. hours. With Bella dropping her off at Camp Kathy. We're Western PA. That's all the way out east. Kinda, east, little north. Yeah. You north drive of, to Ocean City, New Jersey faster than that. Right. Well, we drove through Bucks County that one so time. So maybe we, not six. Maybe <laughs> five. Five and a half. But still. Because you're going over and then up. Right. Four o'clock in the morning, Devin calls me. And he's emotional. I don't even know how I heard it, picked it up. Their pet chihuahua had died. And he said, what do I do with it? And it's cool because like, I'm the guy he calls when he doesn't know what to do about something. Yeah. And so, and you know, he doesn't have a huge male role model in his life and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, well, you know, uh, legally you're probably supposed to wait, call the vet in the morning, take it in, whatever else. I said, what people do is you just kind (laughs) of just dig a hole in the backyard and yep. Sayonara. And he's like, well, can you help me? And I'm like, one of my lines always, and I've said this before, is whatever you need, whenever you need it. You yeah. say that to people, they're going to feel loved, and they're rarely going to call you on it. Well, he called me on it. Yep. So I went over at 4 in the morning, <clears throat> just gentle, light rain <laughs> in July, and that. he's holding the snow shovel, <laughs> and we're in his backyard. 
And I'm just looking at him. I said, bro, that, that's the shovel you got? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> and the ground oh, is just oh, a little man. bit softer than your hardwood floor. So I run over and I get a pick and I get a shovel and I come back and he's like, how do you have those things? He goes, you just buy that in the pick. Yeah, you buy it from your neighbor. Old, hey, get it from John. <laughs> so we dug a hole and it was a great, I mean, it was a, it was a great time of loving somebody. Yeah. Uh, the ground was so hard. And I mean, I'm, I'm getting blisters on my hands and his wife is just so upset. And then so she and her mom came over and they bring the dog out and they wanted me to say a few words. And I'm like, Oh, animals don't have souls. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> And and she was it was great because she's like, do you want to do you want to kiss him to Devin? He was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and we we really didn't go deep enough. I'm gonna be real honest. <laughs> we sure I was waiting for like a couple of weeks for somebody to be like, uh, it's empty now. Some raccoons got into it. So that was my extreme act of love for him. But I had another neighbor. The power went out, and so we took our extension cord, single lady, and took it across the street and just said, Hey, ours wasn't out, but theirs was out across yeah. the street. Yeah. And so for like a day and a half, we did that. And she said, nobody has ever done something that nice for me before. Wow. I was like, I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, not That's a hard thing to do. do. Yeah. So I think in any situation you want to, I think we want to get back to loving people and, and building those relationships. You don't have to, like we said, be like Sebastian Maniscalco. When the doorbell rang 30 years ago and you're like, we got company yeah. and you get the Entenmann's cake. We don't have to get to that. Yeah. But we can sure get to know people a little bit better. And, and I'm a big fan of like you just did the wave. When anybody drives by my neighborhood, I yeah. wave. Yeah. Hey. Mm -hmm. I do that too. And you point. Hey. Yeah. I got a guy two doors up. I think his name is Chris. I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's Chris. I've waved to him for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and some people say, well, it's not enough. That's ah, better than not. Right. And then you want to survive the ones that you can't deal with. Right. Cause like in our old neighborhood, when we lived in Plum, like we really didn't talk to many people, you know? And we used to like, and we had a, it wasn't a total, uh, uh, HSA. It was, uh, HSA. Like a homeowners association. It HOA. Wasn't that, it wasn't that fancy. HOA. It was, uh, COA. Something like that. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, but we would get together once a year and we'd complain about everything in the neighborhood. You don't complain and about, like, oh, you yeah. say Larry, but those people. Yeah, right. You complain about all the people that aren't obeying the rules of the neighborhood. And Did you see the size of that deck they added on? <laughs> yeah, well, pretty, I yeah. tell you. And I'm like, yeah, but it looks really nice. And like, maybe we should do some similar things. He and, calls that know. a shade of blue. That's not blue. Ah, but it was the worst. And we like, we didn't really have any relationships with people there. Whereas here we moved to, we moved to Penn, back to Penn Hills. Yeah, Penn Hills. And we love, our neighbors are awesome. Like Becky right over here. Um, actually, this is a little bit unfair. She works with Amy and they already knew each other. Ah. However... Becky's going to come over and help Amy like plant a bunch of flowers in the, in our front flower bed. And that's going to be awesome. We have new neighbors over on this side, Jordan and Ruby. Um, he's in the military and he works at CMU now. Thank you for your service. Right. They're lovely people. And, um, people across the street, Kenny, and I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. Um, good old, what's her name? Right. So you live in a good neighborhood. Now. It's awesome. And you know, we wave at each other. We say hey to each other. If we're walking our dogs, we stop for a second, you know, and like, it's just different from where we were and it's just so much better. It's, it's, and it's awesome. Um, I think no matter who you are. Yeah. Especially with neighbors, we can do better. We can do better. That is very true. And each week we like to, on behalf of my lovely bride, find out. 
who in fact can do better. And I'll tell you this, we have uh, another What's down your pants? <laughs> you had that on the radio. That was good. That's a new segment. Yeah, it's a new segment. So Shoplifter said he didn't steal anything, only put item in his pants. So Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. A lot of people from Pittsburgh go down there to, to the Carolinas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a Myrtle Beach man was arrested at a local grocery store after a cashier allegedly spotted an unpaid for item in the man's pants. A Myrtle Beach Police Department incident report states 35-year-old Scott Horner attempted to steal a package of steaks from the Food Lion Grocer what on Highway steaks? 501. That's, that was my question. So here, yeah, and last week we had another story. Both these stories are from Dave Shire. Um, shout out to Dave. Last week was brisket. This week's is, is steak. And uh, the food line employee that was working the register when she supposedly saw Horner standing in line at another register with something poking out of his pants. Hey-o. The uh, Myrtle Beach Police Department officer was at the grocer on an unrelated incident. When Horner spotted the policeman, he exited the checkout line, walked down the food aisle, and withdrew the package of steaks from his pants and threw it on the ground. Police say, (laughs) as Horner was being detained and yelled, I have money for these steaks. I didn't steal them. I just put them in my pants. (laughs) That's a quote. That's the thing you do. According to Jay Rubin Long Detention Center's website, Horner was arrested in late September on charges of trespassing and receiving stolen goods. Horner was arrested and charged with shoplifting October 10th. The stakes were valued at $10. Oh. <laughs> Didn't say what. But man, if you're going to steal a steak, you got to steal, steal a Delmonico or Prime Ribeye. Bone in. Do better. Do, do better. Be- do better. Steal better steaks if you're going to do it. Yeah. And don't stick it down your pants and try to steal it. Headline. Warren, Ohio. Naked juveniles try to evade girl's dad after being found in bed together. Yikes. Oh what originally appeared to be a crime, at least in the eyes of one Ohio parent, apparently was just a case of youthful passion mm. interrupted. Police in Warren responded early t- Tuesday to a 911 report of two naked juveniles dashing through a neighborhood shortly before 6 a.m. Shortly before 6 a.m. Wow. Woman, a woman called dispatchers to report that the girl and boy, whose ages were not revealed by police, were running in the neighborhood, the television station reported. Why, not reveal, the, why not reveal their ages? Everything else was revealed. Hey-o. The woman told police the girl had run, run up to her in a frantic state and was being chased by a man. <sighs> okay. Moments later, an officer said she saw the girl sprinting up to my back door, the Youngstown newspaper reported. According to the police report, the man chasing the girl was her 42-year-old father. Ah. Oh, 42. And here's my favorite line. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm 41. I'll be 42 next month. I can't even imagine. The dad, who was not naked. Way to go, Dad. That's good. Way to go, Dad. (laughs) Good. Told police he and his wife were awakened by noises coming from their daughter's bedroom. When they investigated, the parents told police they found their daughter and a boy naked and in bed together. Found them naked and in bed together. The boy jumped out of the window and the girl did the same. Oh, my goodness. Like, (laughs) 
she's got to come home at some point and face the music or get oh, clothes. Man. <laughs> right. Grab some clothes wow. and out that window. I feel bad for this couple. Well, you want to feel bad for the boy? No. Oh, I don't want to right. feel bad for the boy. Well, because the boy was not found. Ever. But the girl's father told police he knows his name and he will pursue obtaining a restraining order. Yeah, mm. that's what he going to do. Mm. <laughs> that ain't what he going to do. <laughs> he said the boy also left his cell phone in the girl's room uh, and it was turned over to police. Wow. I mean, wow. That's a lot of do-betters. That's a lot of do-betters. <sighs> Do-better parents. How's the boy in the room at five-something in the morning? Now, maybe he snuck in. He sure knew the way out. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. Mm. Girl, do better. You're worth more right. than having sex right. that age. Is that I'm what sorry. they were doing? Well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe they were. I, I don't know. <laughs> but do better. Do better. And we don't have a can't do better. I thought you had to do better. You had that do better. Did you have a do better? No, my phone needs to do better because every time I tried to bring it up, I couldn't get. I couldn't read the whole thing. Well, I tried three or four different times. So yeah, we we, uh, we got a can't do better here, son. Dude, speaking of can't do better, our last week can't do better. I forget his name. Our boy, the Jeopardy guy. The Jeopardy guy. What's his name? Hans Ball. Just how on her Galger nailed it. Um, he Heine. he uh, has reached. Over a million dollars in the fastest time ever in Jeopardy history. It took him 14 days to get to over a million dollars. I think the last he time... He still can't do better. Right. That's what I'm saying. And the last time that somebody got over a million dollars, I think it took like 72 days. I could Loser. be getting that wrong. But like, wow. Wow. Headline, Westmoreland County. Can't do better. Yeah. Westmoreland County. The way Brady Hunker figures it, he doesn't have time to lose. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, this is good. On Thursday, he asked his high school I mean, sweetheart, Molly Landman, 18. Uh, by the way, not the couple we talked about earlier. <laughs> Just want to clarify <laughs> they that. They have all their clothes on. Of West Newton to marry him. Now, you might say that's a little early. That is a little early. A little early. Yep. Well, uh, they face an un uncertain future. He said, I just felt, what's the point in waiting? We don't know what the future holds. You see, Brady, 17, of Mount Pleasant Township, is in the third year of his battle with Ewing's sarcoma, a rare form of pediatric cancer that attacks the bones and the surrounding soft tissues. Aww. He had a tumor removed from his right leg soon after the diagnosis in July of 2016 and saw the cancer go into remission. But it was soon after a relapse in March of 2018 he began to think about a marriage proposal. The young couple went to the Jamonville Christian Camp and Retreat Center near Hopwood, a special place for both of them. He planned to propose on Good Friday, which, with all due respect to Brady, better days, right. better days right. to propose. Birthday dog. But the weather wasn't so good. You know why? Because it's always bad weather on Good Friday. I don't know why. Right. So he changed it to Thursday. Uh, they took her to the camp after school under the pretense of looking at the Easter decorations as Easter worshipers. But when they got to the large cross, a photographer, a friend was waiting and Molly got suspicious. I was surprised at the timing of it, but I wasn't surprised at the proposal itself because we want to appreciate all the time we have together. A couple announced their engagement on social media on Easter, started a GoFundMe campaign Monday, and the campaign has raised more than half of the $15,000 goal, which will go towards the expenses for the July wedding. Wow. Now, 
that's near and dear to my heart and a beautiful story. Yeah. What's even more beautiful is that was an article from yesterday. Nah, this isn't more beautiful. Uh, at this point, they've raised $19,556. Wow. Awesome. So. Can't do better. Every day is a gift. Every day. We have every today. Every day is a gift. Well, on that note, on the can't do better good note, um, we will end this week's show. Um, don't forget to visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. Uh, like our Facebook page and uh, see us next Wednesday at the same time. And uh, we will see you guys next week. And by next Wednesday at the same time, he means next Thursday. Yes, I do. <laughs> because Brian will be in Miami with Michael Pleskowski and Kendo. Right. <laughs> that being the case. Bye. Bye. Bye.